And now we return to our regularly scheduled program. need to make a show we don't need to make a spectacle out of it family life the the holy life if you may you know the wholesome life like that's that's attractive and everyone wants it but not everyone had it growing up and because of that we we're dysfunction you know we we have a dysfunction in our society we have a a wound in our society that that pope benedict the 16th was talking about when he was talking about about life being the priests of presupposed right that all human beings have, you know, and to not, and to consider abortion a fundamental human right before life itself, that's, that's a disorder in our society. Well, and Adrian, from a dad to a dad, just hearing the simplicity of the, the basic witness you just shared, things like that can speak to people. It, it, I'm going to throw a, a curveball in this right now. The LGBT movement, People might think that that is completely unrelated to the topic that we are discussing right now, but it's no, actually not. not. Especially because, politics, yeah. right, because it, it, it goes back to the Lambeth Conference, right, with our Protestant brothers and sisters, Anglicans, 1930, 1931. That was the first time Christianity and Moss approved contraception. And for anybody who, who maybe you've heard of uh, Robert Riley, he came out with a book. It was prescient just before, you know, gay marriage in 2015 nationwide hit. In 2014, he came out with a book on Ignatius Press called Making Gay Okay, How Rationalizing Homosexual Behavior is Changing Everything. And in the introduction to that book, just as a father, like you are, like I am, he said, you know, I look at my wife, I look at my children, and I realize it's like, when I kiss my wife, and we're under that roof, our children get excited. Yeah. Because there's just this natural connection. They understand that the fruit of our love for each other is why they exist. It's why they're here. And, and, and the contraception, once that door opens, 1930s especially became super popular, even <clears throat> in Christian circles, then you're going to get abortion, right? Because it becomes convenient. Yeah. It becomes convenient to end a life. It's like, oh, well, I was trying to prevent one in the first place, but oops, that didn't work. Morning after pill, which is a form of abortion sure. uh, and everything else that comes after that. And then it just it just spirals from there. You get the LGBT, you get and then it gets even well, crazier. Yeah. Well, you, and you get even bestiality, pederasty, you know, you get uh, pedophilia, all of those things. And if anybody says, whoa, that's beyond the pale. Slippery nothing, slope, you're exaggerating. <laughs> no, nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1.9.1.10. Nothing new under the sun. If you study the pagan Roman Empire, if you study the pagan Aztec Empire before Our Lady of Guadalupe, thank you so much, Blessed Mother. And you study now under America, the greatest empire on earth, and it's it's intense influence over all global affairs. It's the same exact pattern every single time. It's all connected. It goes back to sin versus virtue, natural law. 
Amen. And you know, it's crazy because you know when you talk about abortion, we we talk about women's rights, and again, we go back to the child's right. But you know, if we were the child inside of that womb, would we want to live or we want to die? And it's crazy every single time. I think there's a there's a there's a film called Silent Scream. Do you remember that yeah. one? I used to show that one. That was the original like pro-life movie. Scary story. Oh man, students. like when yeah. the little baby starts screaming, but you can't hear him. Silent scream, right? Yeah. And he hears little mouth opening. He's screaming as he sees these prongs coming for his neck or his head. Um, you know, all of us, you know, would want to live. All of us, regardless of my dad being a rapist, regardless of my mom being poor, regardless of uh, whatever the, the case may be, we would all want to live regardless of whether we're going to be born with Down syndrome, we're going to be born with, with this birth defect, that birth defect, we would all want to live. Why? Because life is worth living, regardless of how you're born into this world, with your deficiencies, your defects, your shortcomings, life is always worth living. And this is not just talking about abortion. We're talking about life from the very beginning to the very end, and in between as well, suicide, right? Mercy killing, uh, euthanasia, whatever. Life is always worth living, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that is the message that, that we definitely want to communicate to our listeners, that life is precious and we should fight for every single life, regardless of the gender, regardless of uh, the, the race, the age, whatever. Life is full of dignity. If I could go ahead and chime in from a slightly different angle. I'm just thinking about the fact that, yes, um, uh, life is sacred. Yes, life is good and as bad as it is. Um, say, yes, my, my father was a rapist or my mom is poor. All right. Nobody prostitute. looks for no prostitute. Yeah. Um, and if we see the the abortion tools coming for us and we scream we, we scream that silent scream we're screaming because we don't want to die we're, we don't look forward to death and even i would imagine in cases like euthanasia and suicide the reason why they do that is because things aren't going the way that just that that the, the, the way that we, we want, like, we don't want to die, but, well, there's that, but there's that, but the instinct basis, what, what I'm trying to get at the instinct, the instinct is to live. There's another word I'm looking for. Um, well, St. Thomas Aquinas talks about that. We are net. We naturally, uh, we want to preserve ourselves. There we, like okay, someone, someone doesn't want to cut their own arm off. Like no. it's just, it's a mental illness to uh, to go yes. there to hurt yourself. Yeah. Yes. So, so the I mean, animals do that. Preservation of life. That's what <laughs> everyone. Natural instinct. That's our natural instinct. The preservation of our lives. We don't want to starve. We don't want to drown. We don't want to die. I don't want to die someday. I think we can all agree. Well, man. Okay. No, but you you know what I mean. Right? Yeah. 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 Being, you know, jackass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and 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 no, but but bringing it home, the idea is you know. We, we can all find a common ground. We can all find a common ground. You have to have the empathy, as Javier was saying. You have to have, you have to meet people where they're at. 
right? Like our Lord with the, with the woman at the well, it's the perfect model of accompaniment. You meet people where they're at, but you don't let them stay where they're at. And if people just come to realize that there's a better way, an attractive way, and you know, I, I said it as a euphemism earlier, this is dude Catholic, but, but all joking aside, that, that is the message that needs to get out. It's, it's the lifeline. It's why, like, how do I, okay, you can sit there and tell me that you're going to be there for me and, and there's these resources, but when I'm panicking in that moment, how do I know that I can really get to that greener pasture on the other side? Sure. And, and there always has to be, that we always have to have those resources. Yeah, amen. You know, um, I think about the option of adoption. Uh, mm. You know, it, it's very difficult for a woman to give up their child for adoption. And it's funny because, you know, you often, you often hear women saying, you know, what kind of animal would I be? What kind of, you know, cruel person would I be if I gave up my child for adoption? And I'm like, oh, yeah, and, and killing that baby is a better option. And, you know, the key there is that they never get to meet their child. When they kill the child, when they abort the child, they never get to hold that baby. So it's, it's a lot easier to do that, right? And, they're, and also, they're not the ones going in there and killing the baby. It's the doctor. He yeah. sees everything. Um, anyways, so a woman, when she when she decides to give up her child for adoption, there's laws now that I think it, they have like a grace period for like maybe two, three years that if they want their baby back, they can get their baby back really? from that person. Yeah. Yep. Because it's, it's, they don't want that in America suicide because she decided to give up her child and now she wants it back, you know, um, postpartum depression or whatever, you know, all kinds of stuff. So it's crazy because I, I, um, I have a cousin who wasn't able to give give birth and get pregnant, and she decided to adopt, which was very beautiful. Nice. Um, and I tell my students this story all the time. She went and she she finally got a, a baby boy, beautiful baby boy, and um, she wasn't lucky the first time. The first time, the girl said yes. She had a girl, and after giving birth, she and holding that baby in her arms, she's like, no. I, I want to keep this. I can't let go of this, you know. Um, but the second one, she said, "Yes, I, I still want to let it. I let you know, give up this baby for adoption." And my 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 cousin adopted the baby and and loved it as his own, her her own. Um, I don't think anyone ha- would ever regret in those moments mm-hmm. if they're truly and purely honest with themselves after giving birth for saying yes to life. Like, man, what the heck did I do, right? Um, Sure, whether they decide to give up that baby or they keep that child, regardless of what they do, I don't think that in that moment of giving birth, uh, maybe giving birth, right? They regret it because, man, I should have just aborted it because giving birth, childbirth is a very painful thing, they say. I don't know, I'm a guy, but, (laughs) uh, but, you know, after giving birth, I don't think, um, that a woman would ever, you know, Jesus talks about that in the gospel. He says that, that, that the joy of a woman, as it's in the gospel of John, the joy of a woman, um, after she gives birth, when she holds that baby, she forgets all the suffering that she endured in that very moment. Um, and she, and Jesus makes a parallel saying that that's how it's going to be for us, that all the suffering that we endure on earth as Christians, as his followers, we're going to forget all of that with the joys and the bliss of being in heaven. Uh, very beautiful analogy mm-hmm. Jesus makes. Very pro-life. 
right? Yeah. But anyways. One thing that we need to acknowledge in all of this is wounds, right? What? We all, wounds. We all have that. Is it wolf? That's what I thought. <laughs> but I, I heard that the second time. Wolf, really no. Bad. Nah, we gotta we gotta strike the wolves, but wounds. We all have wounds. Every single one of us. We're all suffering. We're all damaged goods. There's always something going on. And and broken. And and, okay. and we are. And no, I, I think guess. that like to to what's what's one expression that we see nowadays with that? People that treat their dogs like children. Oh right. Like oh, when yeah. things are not in boss baby. The natural order of like wait, no, but like like I've you know I I've met people they're like I'm gonna become a veterinarian oh that's awesome you so you're passionate about taking care of animals that's great and they're like well actually I just hate humans like I can't like I gave up on humanity because humanity is so messed up I'm just gonna focus on this because it can't hurt me and and I think that that actually you know well and and we can we can laugh and make fun of that but at the same time oh, I think that we will. Well, no doubt, no doubt. But there is there is something deeper there. I think that oh, yeah. people are so there's like things are so backwards nowadays. Yeah, and people people don't even know where to begin to have an authentic expression of of the natural order of things. People don't know how to take care of children. People don't know how to, you know, like because the thing about having kids. That is a, a sure ticket to death to self, yeah. you know, to, again, to make it attractive mm-hmm. again, you are, you are going to suffer through that. There's absolutely no question. Like we might, there, there's no, you can't have any qualms about that. We can't sugarcoat it, but you have to be willing to embrace that reality. You have to be vulnerable again, even though you got hurt in the past, something didn't work out. You know, you, you're never going to get the same connection with an animal that you're going to get with another human being. You got to try again. You got to, mm-hmm. you got to, you got to yeah. pick yourself up by the bootstraps and, and, and get back in there. And, and, you know, there needs to be a, a, a high amount of empathy back to the whole meeting people where they're at, wherever they are on that journey. Because when people don't have a father and a mother, when people went through divorce, when people had, they were abused, right? I, I read a statistic somewhere that said 99% of LGBT went through extraordinary trauma at some point in their probably young life. Same I mean, that's, stars, yeah. that's about as statistically like yeah. sure as you're ever going to get. And, and for some reason that's, that's not politically correct to say like, oh, shame on not. you. If you can't talk about that, if you can't say, Hey, these people have wounds and, and it's worth addressing that and acknowledging that, then, then that's part of the problem. That's part of the systemic problem. And we need to transcend that. Amen. Yeah, it's crazy. You talked about the dogs thing, and it's funny because you know you think about like movies such as like Boss Baby. It, it's so true. It's you funny know? because the premise is true. So yeah. True. That the uh, what was it right? Like the the babies were uh, have this like secret organization, and they started to notice that people started valuing puppies dogs. more than more than babies, it's and so, so something true. had to be done, and something does need to be so done. True. You know, and this is this is where the patriarchy comes in, man. This is why we're doing this episode. You know, this is where we come in. Why? Because only dads who give a crap, who love, who care, who are willing to engage people, even if they're hurt. You know, this is this is the kind of men that we need to be. 
We need to be strong. And how do we show our strength? By being strong enough to be gentle. You know, and this is something that I stole from uh, the voiceover actor that plays Optimus Prime. You know, when he did that voice, it was a tough, wounded voice of someone who overcame and, and it's just being gentle. You know, you, you gotta you gotta hear that. There's a there's a clip on YouTube about that, and I put it on the on the link of the podcast some time ago, and how it's just this 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 voice that's calm, but it's a voice yeah. that keeps calm under that kind of pressure of war. Interesting. Another thing we here's a quote for you. We can put um, uh, I really love. I show it to my students every year. Nick Nick Cannon's uh, song "Can I Live," which is his story about how his mom was going to abort him and she chose to, to, to have, you know, to give birth and look at now he's, he's, he's this famous guy. He's doing all right. He's doing all right. <laughs> so we can, we can put that there too, but anyways. All right. So we got, we well, got here, five minutes left. So let, let's close it up strong. Let me, let, let me, let me uh, bring that point to a close with the GK Chesterton quote, and then I'll pass the mic. Yeah. Pass it to Dennis. GK Chesterton, 1920. Quote, there is a healthy and an unhealthy love of animals. And the nearest definition of the difference is that the unhealthy love of animals is serious. I am quite prepared to love a rhinoceros with reasonable precautions. He is doubtless a delightful father to the young rhinoceros, but I will not promise not to laugh at a rhinoceros. I will not worship an animal. That is, I will not take an animal quite seriously, and I know why. Wherever there is animal worship, there is human sacrifice. That is both symbolically and literally a real truth of historical experience, unquote. My wow. God. Dennis. Brother Dennis, yeah, take it. That's profound. Um, he's definitely a true prophet for our times, right? And um, you know, he was in Buffalo twice, which is uh, which is an honor. But uh, yeah, just to kind of close it out a little bit, just so people can know, there is there is groundbreaking news regarding um, <clears throat> from the Abortion Survivors Network. Um, for the first time in nearly forty nine years of legalized abortion. Abortion survivors have filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court with the help of the Justice Foundation as they prepare to take up the Texas heartbeat bill on November 1st. So there has never been a more important time for all of us to humanize the pre-born and abortion survivors who are constitutional rights to life were initially denied when they were subjected to abortion attempts. Okay, so basically, you know, these people have gone through and they survived um basically you know you have long-term physical emotional mental impact um on these abortion uh attempts okay and so just to keep that in mind and this also correlates with um um the groundbreaking projects abortion survivors in the network have found healing, right? They've been empowered with relationships and equipped with education and skill development. Uh, and they're involved in surrounding the Dobbs case, D-O-B-B-S case, that the court will hear opening arguments on December 1st. Okay, so there's a lot going on there uh, for people to look into and, and people should be contacting. How can you get involved as well? Hey, 
what did we say earlier about Texas? Texas, uh, they banned abortion, right? Really, because the heartbeat is there at 14 days. So by the time you even know that you're pregnant, the heartbeat's there, right? The time our woman, mm-hmm. right? And so basically, <clears throat> uh, for all intents and purposes, there was a, a total ban on abortion, right? In Texas, and it saved thousands of lives. So what I'm trying to get at is people need to call. They need to call their um, senators, call their um, elected officials, and tell them to vote right on these um, very important cases that are coming up. Um, because people don't realize that a lot of these politicians, so many of them, they they vote on these things, right? And so even though they're they're a legislator, even though they're an executive, whatever, right? A lot of um, a lot of these uh, politicians, they have like this power to vote on a particular case, right, that we don't vote on. And so all we can do is uh, choose to vote for the right politicians on the ground level, right? But also those that are already in uh, the office, we can uh, propel them maybe to change, right, their mind on an abortion bill uh, or to encourage them to keep their mind set on uh, protecting life. So pray for us. We'll pray for you. Ferrum. Ferrum. Aquitur. Gentlemen, the fight for life is still on even though the series is over, so do what you can and refuse to be silenced because you're a man.